0: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of New Narrative's Political Agenda with me, PJ Thumb. So right off the top, I want to say New Narrative is fundraising to survive another year and we need about $115,000 US dollars to survive. So if you are listening and you value the kind of work that we do, please do join as a member at newnarrative.com join or donate at newnarrative.com donate. So today we have Subash, and I don't think you need any further introduction than that. Um, he's, I think in Singapore at least, he's joined the pantheon of one-named uh, artists. We have <laughs> Madonna, we have Prince, we have Subash. Uh, but before we go on, uh, there are three of us sitting from a map of Southeast Asia. I'm wearing a red and black batik shirt, and my pronouns are he and him. Okay, and at this point, we have our theme song, so <laughs> take it away, Subash. Please stay where you
1: are. We've come way too far, where you think that you're gonna go,
2: this is utopia. <laughs> I'm amazed at like how much that sounds like the original <laughs> coming in. But anyway, thank you so okay, thank you so much. That was amazing. Anyways, let's get right into it. My name is Sean Francis. I'm wearing a white shirt. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to get into this today. It's something a little bit different than we usually do. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Suba's new album launch, Tabula Rasa slash Tabula Rasa. But before we get into all of that, uh, Subas, tell us about yourself. What are you wearing? What are your pronouns? Okay, so my name is
1: Subash. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. I am wearing a black Tabula Rasa
2: t-shirt. All right. So, I mean, let's just get right into it, right? You have released what this would be like your second major album right now. And it's a double album, right? Yeah. So, so tell us, what is what is the concept? What is Tabula Rasa? And what inspired you to create this album?
1: Mm, um, It's really an album about just erasure in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an album. Um, Looking back, like, look, I grew up at Clemente, mm-hmm. right? I am... Um, I, the bus stop, the MRT stations, all these places that I grew up going, holding my mom's hand, holding me, my mom, and Pretty will hold hands and Pretty will be in the middle so we all can like watch out for her front and back, mm-hmm. you know. Those places are gone. Yeah. And now we have, what, Trevellis and like Clemente Canopy and Casa Clemente, all these places that are like, look, mm-hmm. this is just Clemente Central, like every one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, <laughs> and like the, the Do- Dover side, that's all. And then sure. we got 17-year West Coast. So for me, it's about, it's just thinking back and... Uh, thinking about like what we've lost okay yeah so Tabula Rasa is, is actually it's really inspired um, uh, I had a professor in school who unfortunately passed while um, before before we even graduated one of my favorite professors mm-hmm. he's a Tamil language scholar actually yeah. white man tall mm-hmm. white man bearded yeah. guy Barney Bait, Um. and we love him very much and uh, he actually introduced us to this idea this uh, art piece called The Angelus Novus alright I don't know if you know, it's a Paul yeah. Klee painting and Walter Benjamin wrote an essay about this painting. And ever since he narrated it back to us, mm-hmm. kind of it, it's been fixated in my mind, this idea of this angel of, of history. Yeah. And thinking about like, erasure in the city, thinking about this regime that we all live under, thinking about like, power and people and, mm-hmm. and mutual aid. So this is Tabla Rasa is really about, who has the power to clear and write our stories, and what must be what must be numb and anesthetized, mm-hmm. kind of to move forward?
2: I I love that that sort of interpretation on tabula rasa because I'm coming at it from a you know more philosophical perspective, right? Mm. Tabula rasa is a huge philosophical concept, right? Are we born like a blank slate, or do we have innate knowledge? Um, but I love the second twist that you put on that idea, mm. right? Which is the second, uh, which is the title of the second part of the album, which is Taboli Rasa. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, I, I think I, I,
1: okay, look, so I see this as like a palimpsest, right? Like mm-hmm. we constantly are trying to like erase, sketch, write our stories, tell our tales. Like, I think that's what we, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. I mean, this entire podcast, that's what the podcast is trying to do to bring, to, to share like alternate voices, to share different narratives of, of place. Mm-hmm. And I think like, so for me, Tabuli Rasa is really to, uh, it's a more, so I guess Tabula Rasa is really grappling with big power and systems and asymmetries that way. Yeah. And Tabuli Rasa is very much more community. It's mm-hmm. much more intimate. It's much more personal. Mm-hmm. So, um, you hear more like Tamil on the album, on, on the second half, you hear more right. like just me, um, being completely raw about like, I mean, the last time we spoke, I don't know if, um. Uh, Oh yeah, it was my, my, my dad had passed yeah. at that time and it was just very like rec- very recent. I remember we spoke like mm-hmm. right after that. So it's me like writing about that, writing about um, um just how how we resist okay. on the second half. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I mean the concept already is 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 interesting enough for us to dive into, right? But I think another bit that's really, really new and really novel is the way that you've released this album here. So can you tell us more about that? Oh, it's a telegram release. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look fuck
1: Spotify like, <laughs> like, like, like there's no two ways about this like mm-hmm. look we didn't look the, 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 the founder of Daniel Ick of, of uh, founder of Spotify is buying Arsenal
0: yeah mm-hmm. like well he's trying to he's I trying don't to buy Arsenal sell, yeah, yeah correct yeah
1: but you see we did not like put our blood sweat energy tears into making music for him to pay for him and his company to pay a pittance to artists and not just Spotify all so streaming platforms mm-hmm. all like, MS, mm-hmm. like all of them yeah so, um, like, there's there's no way to keep making uh, to make a living,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Unless you sign with the record label, but then they give you these loans. That the whole music industry is messed up. It's exploitative. Like mm-hmm. art dies. Like young people will eventually make what a few people on certain boards, like you know, determine to be like popular music. Yeah. And sound will never evolve. Music, and our truth will never be spoken to power through that. So we have to find independent means of releasing music of Mm. finding our fans of um and and the thing is like and and of surviving really Mm -hmm. of surviving yeah if Mm -hmm. not right like yeah so so basically the telegram release is was me like thinking for months on how to do this Mm -hmm. whether it's like should i put our usb should i put our cd vinyls out the question because i don't have that kind of like capital (laughs) to to make (laughs) vinyls so it's really like hey everybody's on telegram whatsapp has like privacy problems it's basically <laughs> facebook and like there was i there was this switch like everybody was like you know i think they they have to sign that like um agreement for like more data to be like accessible by facebook and that was like literally that the same time that everybody was moving over to telegram yeah and so i was like hey let's just put this out on telegram mm-hmm. and this music belongs to the people mm-hmm. and uh like people sh- should have the right to like download the music, save it, share it, remix it, do what they want.
0: Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fascinated by this, uh, you know, as someone who's trying to do something that's also member and crowdfunded. Right. Um, and how would you respond when uh, a, a conventional, you know, a record label would argue, OK, the model is there because it works, because uh, we put in marketing, we put in distribution, Right. And we make sure that you get plays on the radio and, you know, old conventional uh, legacy media. And then that way you get uh, a far wider audience than Mm. if you just create your own channel. And especially now when there's a million, a billion uh, projects out there on Facebook, on Mm. the Internet, how do you gain differentiation? Right. And the marketing label would say that's how we do it. So, you know, what's your response to that? They're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's, that's, that's not true. okay and, and we just follow the money. So like an artist might get a hundred thousand plays, right? We, d- we can just do the math right now. So yeah like look, someone on Spotify makes 0.004 cents per stream. And so for if they get let's say a hundred thousand streams, mm-hmm. that's 400 bucks, USD, okay. Mm-hmm. But 400 bucks is split with the distributor. Mm. with the uh, people who own the pub. depends if you own your masters, you own your publishing, mm-hmm. right? And you have to also, like some people have to might have to pay their producers like mm. through the royalty split. So this money, when you break it down, you don't earn any money at all. Yeah. So what they're giving you is really like record labels might come in and say, hey, um, here's a sum of money for you to maybe uh, make a music video. Like we want to invest in you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and look, one thing that's not being talked about at all is the streaming numbers are fake completely fake there are stream hmm. farms that kind of like fudge the numbers oh, like this okay. is like there's proof like art like mainstream artists like have been exposed to be using these things and like record labels do that i think G E Z, one of the, the the u.s rappers also has uh has, has a kind of like a scandal about that hmm. so the numbers are fudged <laughs> because the record labels cannot seem like they're not doing their job so it's not real fans they're not really talking to people people like Mm -hmm. you can see like the numbers that like our streaming services and then you see like the engagement or someone's i mean we don't have shows anymore but you can just see their show numbers yeah right so but i think um for me this um when a record label says that um first of all they won't talk to me (laughs) but but then i think when when a record label does say that okay here are the platforms that work ultimately we gotta ask ourselves like what like what are they actually doing like mm-hmm. we actually can directly reach fans nobody listens to the radio the radio is really just um and and and, and the playlists that are curated even by spotify and these streaming platforms are all in cahoots with with these uh, record labels mm-hmm. so like when you listen to um your spotify rap caviar for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 20-25 slots yeah record labels already have choked those places mm-hmm. <laughs> the like it's not actually someone taste making and curating it is more no. like industry partners like, I thought know, it was like, an algorithm well the algorithm
0: is uh, there's moved also manual I uh, money I see. Yeah. it's not purely an AI saying oh mm-hmm. these are the new yeah. cool no, and okay. then it is
1: the record label execs who leave their jobs at like Warner or like whatever Universal and then go to Spotify mm-hmm. it's all Pally Pally it's all like it's, it's one big uh Members club. Yeah, to to be in the music industry. Mm.
0: Yeah. So how did you do your own marketing and I mean distribution is entirely through this one channel, which is basically the cost. Like I'm assuming is negligible since it's mm. Telegram and digital. But what about your marketing? How did you do that? Yeah. So I printed the scratch
1: cards and I have. So I I I think it's not just me. First of all, like mm. I have a very small team. Mm. Uh, but a very like amazing capable team of friends who uh I work with Mm. and uh who I bounce all ideas off of and uh so everything is self-funded. Yeah and 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 and, like people on Patreon have been supporting me so Mm. shout out to my patrons. Mm. Um but yeah I have really cool people who give me great advice too. Mm -hmm. And uh and so like the scratch cards is one thing. Yeah. And it's all just building relationships. So I didn't know where to make a scratch card Mm -hmm. and then i just go speak to people tell them the idea and just say hey can you do like five six hundred scratch cards Mm -hmm. can we do this in like a week plus can like beverly uh my friend beverly she designed everything Mm -hmm. uh so yeah like it's there's been just an evolution of the world over time so there were scratch cards there's t-shirts but like i do these things not to like make money yeah but just to like give my friends because like we are all here. Like we are in Singapore in 2021. Like we, you know that this album exists and, mm-hmm. and we are all supporting each other's work. So for me, it's just like, it's, it makes me happy that I can wear my own t-shirt. Yeah. I don't have to wear Nike or mm-hmm. I don't have to wear anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me proud that like we did this together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say like, uh, listening to the album is a, quite a surreal experience for me because having, you know, this extremely well produced, extremely well crafted album that was talking about, criticizing the government, mm. lay capitalism. Joe Teo is explicitly mentioned there. Mm. You know, <laughs> there are direct call outs there. It was very surreal to me because you don't hear music like that. You've come to kind of assume a certain level of censorship, right? Mm. So um, I think it's it, the the result that comes out of you putting it uh, as a Telegram release um, is really, really quite impressive, right? But I want to kind of take a step back here and, and you know pick your brains a bit about what are your, artistic references mm. right I'm, I'm you know i sort of hear that you're drawing a lot from people like kendrick lamar and j cole but you know i want to hear from you like like who who are the people that really shaped your musical direction on this album
1: okay hip-hop as a whole and mm. i'm talking about like hip-hop again is it's a it's a black art form yeah we are all like guests in the house of hip-hop mm-hmm. but it's been a very rough last two two three years for hip-hop mm-hmm. um i think a lot of my favorite artists uh have passed one way or another, mm-hmm. like Nipsey Hussle, DMX, and a lot of young artists also who mm-hmm. have met like an untimely demise. Mm-hmm. And so it's really me, like going back and listening to how inspirational, a lot of these people have been,
2: yeah.
1: like look, Nipsey Hussle, like he's, he sold albums on the street. Uh, there's, a, there's a story like of how Jay-Z came and bought like a, a hundred or thousand copies of his album while he was selling them because he was so like inspired by that kind of entrepreneurship mm. or that hustle. Mm. And it's that, it is that, like it's ultimately it's people to people. There yeah. are people who bought this album mm-hmm. and of course, like the price I put is $20 for the album. Yeah. I know how much I, I, I paid to produce and to put the marketing together and all the art and all that. That's, that's a very big sum. I haven't even broken out even from this album, but that's not the goal. Yeah. Right. The For me, it is um, the fact that something like this exists. Yeah. Pathways exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I think for like Knowing that, like, um, I can put out, I can put out a project like this, yeah. and that people will support. People have always been showing support, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the inspiration for this album is anybody who's just doing their thing and hustling and figuring out new ways and resisting the system. Mm-hmm. So it's not just with music; it's also like with. Um, people who have been speaking out being critical because i i I ultimately believe right my music is just one kind of packaging of the message that all of us are trying to 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 add to here yeah yeah so for me it's just that i am articulate i am able to rap and i am able Mm -hmm. to like you know um sound decent on on songs Mm -hmm. that's it and ultimately it's it's we're all part of a larger like uh like like uh life work here yeah. of like uh, justice, equity, mm-hmm. human rights. I
2: mean, on, on that point also, right, um, I think hip hop is a uh, is, is a very dialectical art form, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that um, situates itself in a broader conversation, not just with society, but with other artists and with mm-hmm. other uh, practitioners of hip hop, right? Um, so you see sort of big artists who will respond to what other artists are saying. Um, but you're kind of in an interesting position because you're here in Singapore, right? Right. Um, how has the, the hip-hop landscape or the musical or artistic landscape in Singapore uh, shaped your art? And, and what are you responding to here?
1: I'm responding to violence in the city. Mm-hmm. Like I'm responding to just state violence, to oppressive, the, the, the I'm responding to, like you see, it's, it's um, okay, it's tricky because I don't think, I think in my work, yeah. like the, the projects I'm involved in, the people I have around me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think the, we don't really like, give a fuck what they do anymore. Yeah. Because they're all we know we know the the, the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is self organize and build our own mm-hmm. and resist through self organization. Yeah. And so whether that's I whether that's mutual aid projects, whether that's like how we relate to each other, whether that's like mm-hmm. resources and education, whether that's music. Yeah. I think it's about pathways to succeed that say fuck you to the system
2: mm-hmm. that
1: say fuck you to the state that say we don't need you because like we are powerful power resides here yeah right so I think that's that's really that's really really important in my work at the same time I think it it um the first kind of uh, agenda is not to critique and respond is to emphasize that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then in doing that in, in practice in doing action and doing work yeah. i think we we we, we raise awareness mm-hmm. about like the how wholly inadequate like status quo is yeah yeah so i think um for me also like you see like calling like people like louis these clowns like yeah. louis hung <laughs> um, josephine Teo denise Poa, like like there's no chance look there's no chance this album could have ever been anywhere else because rmda yeah. <laughs> controls everything yeah. mm. like i can't even perform these tracks like right now i'm working on a project with o open house mm-hmm. IMDA is giving, giving them such a hard time because they are, like, to, to approve things, saying they need more. They need 30 days to read a 3, three four-minute song and approve that. Mm-hmm. Give me a break, you mm-hmm. know? So, these songs could never exist anywhere else anyway. They would have to, ha- they had to be independently released. Yeah. So, I think right now, my job is, while this happens, mm-hmm. it is also to invite more people to do this. unplug from that system because you don't need that. Look, in three years since Not A Public Assembly, which is my debut album, yeah. since it dropped, I made $400 because I had a hundred thousand streams. That numbers were mine. I had a hundred thousand streams for eight song album Mm. totaled $400. Yeah. I can't even mix and master one song Mm. like and produce one. Like I can't do that. So in the first two hours of releasing it this way, I made $400. So it, it makes no sense, but, what the system promises is that you um, is that is that uh, peace of mind maybe, yeah. that they can do this, they can handle everything. Mm-hmm. But while they're doing that, they kind of like really, really, uh, they sabotage uh. <laughs> all of us, uh. that's how it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, while we're on the topic of, um, you know, the content of your songs, right? Take mm. us through the uh, creative process when it comes to writing your song, right? Um, I noticed that a lot of the tracks on the album are extremely dense. You have multiple sections, Mm. um, you know, uh, yeah, so for example, Utopia, right? Our our theme song, (laughs) right? It has multiple sections, right? It goes from major key and then it takes on a darker tone, right? What is your creative process coming into the songwriting uh, process? Yeah.
1: I think it's to be just Mm. open-minded. Me and my producer, Chris, shout out to Chris at fox underscore 91 on Instagram. Um, We are I love him very much.
2: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We
1: go into the studio and I know what I, the words actually don't, they come last. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it costs all these ideas. I sit and I think a lot in my everyday. I I, I try to read as much as I can and I do a lot of writing and I do a lot of work. Like, I don't even think this is work, but I just have, I I spend a lot of time with a lot of people who are really dope and cool and interesting and Mm -hmm. who are, um, just who make me think about a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And I keep writing notes. So I always like, I go home and I write. And if I, sometimes, sometimes th- th- nothing rhymes, you know, at this point. It's just like, I write ideas down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when it comes time to make music, I really feel like I, because these ideas are really within like me, my diaries, my, my notes. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, The words have to be shared like i have now i'm compelled to write like now it's like i'm not even choosing to write like these words need to be like beyond like this private space so when i get in studio we really just go in and have a vibe of like how we want the songs to sound like musically
2: mm-hmm. yeah. like
1: which instruments like this this album is different from like Napa because of the live element
2: mm-hmm. like
1: most of the drums everything was live in fact if you listen to some songs they were the demos mm-hmm. some songs were like oh. like freestyles were just in studio like mumbling jumbling and then like you know we realised that that's the flow mm-hmm. let me just write on this and this that yeah. so like if the like there are live tablas flutes drums keys like these are all live and then we have claps we have singing so to me, initially, Tabula Rasa was supposed to be recorded live. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do this at the substation as a live performance, and the album would be recorded and tracked at the live venue space itself. Mm-hmm. Tabula Rasa was like more than a year in the making. Mm-hmm. So, this was before COVID, that was the original plan. So, mistakes, crowds, cheers, jeers, everything would have been in the album. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, we couldn't do something like that. So, we try to keep that live element as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had like, yeah, so this was like, um, in, in a way we, we, we really wanted to compose something we didn't want to just make a music album we want to make like a a, a, a whole a show of yeah a, we wanted to be like a something that moves people <laughs> yeah
2: so um, what's the biggest difference between this album Tabula Rasa, and your previous album right right I mean they're both overtly political right right they're both completely independent censorship free but what's the biggest difference here
1: I think the, the first one which mm. is the live element of like the the, yep. the instruments right and the second would be, um, this is not as rapidly rap an album mm-hmm. as the first one. I think the first one was like, really, like look, some of those lines I go back and I'm like, how, wait, how did I write that? That's really like, that's dope. But it's also like, <laughs> it's dark, it's sad. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the pop of Papyrus couldn't handle the weight of my regret and the bulk mm-hmm. of my happiness lost when my father left. Mm-hmm. That's like prescient because like, now my father's gone. Yeah. And like, how do I feel about that? Why did I write that? Like some songs I cannot go back and listen to, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, and reading back the lyrics, I'm like, oh wow. Like, you know, I wish more people can hear this, mm-hmm. but the people who need to hear this here know this, like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel that way, but I think, so beyond the, the, live element, uh, I think I really tried to unpack. So I don't see this as like new ideas and I just see them as like different ways to kind of say things that we've been saying this whole time mm-hmm. yeah so songs like white collar crimes for example or mm-hmm. I, I i love that's my favorite song i think i've, I've ever made because mm-hmm. well, it's it's up there utopia has to be number one i love Utopia, <laughs> <laughs> but i love utopia because it's so collaborative right but mm-hmm. white collar crimes um it's i love i just always i knew whenever i look at like one of these stupid ministerial addresses and i look mm-hmm. at that crisp white collar on 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 this on 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 the, these ministers i just look at this and i'm like damn Mm-hmm. Uh I bet they deny on that, you know? <laughs> I, like and I, I just I just I, I, I really um and I look at like the violence of that that crisp white collar mm-hmm. and I think about like, you know, who um yeah, just I, I it's it's really hard. It's really hard to like sit here and take the bullshit that this state, like mm-hmm. the violence that this state like kind of like constantly kind of puts all of us under. Mm-hmm. And um and to see my I, I have a lot of Friends who are migrant workers in this country, yeah, and I spend probably more time with <laughs> with migrant workers in Singapore than I do with Singaporeans, mm-hmm. uh, because like I think they're and people, like mm-hmm. we'll talk. <laughs> but also, but really, I, I see I see a lot of this firsthand. Mm-hmm. Like doing the mutual aid project, we see so much, and I think that like just uh, the taking some of those kind of um, experiences and putting it through music and. Mm-hmm and writing in, in Tamil on White Collar Crimes yeah. um, is, is really, because I'm speaking to a specific audience, I'm speaking to people who, who understand it, mm-hmm. and I didn't even bother with the Tamil translations on Genius this time, because if you yeah. get it, you get it, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, songs like that where we really, like, um, I think I sing a lot on this, I sing a lot more on this album, of yeah. course, like, Chris's vocals are, are still, like, um, like central with most of these songs, mm-hmm. but, like, I was like for Heart of Gold, White Collar Crimes, like all these songs. I'm, I'm I'm singing a lot more, yeah. And uh, it's also just me trying to push myself to to really think about melody, yeah, more so than uh not more so than message, but more so than maybe a rap kind of
2: case a heartbeat you know. Something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. if so, I can pick up on one one thing you said though. When you you said um, you spend more time migrant workers because they're nicer people and Singaporeans, and I think that actually is very revealing about. What this systemic violence has done to the Singaporean psyche Because mm. I don't think we're inherently You know, we're all human beings We're not inherently better or worse Yeah. But if you think about what happens to us When we grow up and live every day With violence enacted on us In pursuit of some vague idea of You know, all the justification National unity, mm. la, you know, economic growth Right, and then we're reduced to, to being called digits, literally, mm. mm-hmm. and we are our value as as people, as human beings, as citizens, is reduced to an economic concept, an abstract, you know, separate from our in in um, our humanity. Right? right, it 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 changes you as a people, and I think that's why Singaporeans we behave the way we behave, um, mm. because you can. Ultimately, you can only experience so much violence before it changes you fundamentally into part of it to cope with the violence into something a lot more callous, something a lot more um, accepting of that violence, justifying that violence happening to you when Mm. you can't control it. You know, I know when I'm in Singapore for like, I mean, I've been been here since March 2020, right? Longest I've been here. And I feel like the violence is changing me and I don't like it Mm. and I feel helpless. And I think, you know, so your, your line kind of a, bit of a throwaway, right, what you said, but actually it's really revealing of all the things you were talking about. Yeah. And if I can ask you, right, how have the events of the past three years since your previous album, mm. where you have gone from, I think, general obscurity to being well-known in Singapore for your activism, for your music, and then, of course, the migrant worker crisis, you've seen that firsthand, Right. How has that changed you? How has that affected you? Right. I think
1: I I think I can't say I've seen that firsthand, but I've seen, um, my friends have experienced it firsthand and we mm-hmm. talked yeah. like mostly every day that time. But one, just before I answer that, I'll just yeah. say that like a conversation I had yesterday with a friend, uh, mm-hmm. Solar Post. So, so recently like she designed a, a comic strip that Wake Up Singapore shared, mm-hmm. right? Um, it was that like what, it's the power of like our, our art. Like, so our folks is a tattoo artist. I got a MF Doom tattoo right here. Oh, nice. So nice. that's, uh, that's, yeah. that, that's her work. But also, um like that comic strip, like what, <laughs> what is our art really trying to do? And yes, mine is to, we should be angry. Is to keep people angry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but also, is to create systems where, we, so remember what we talked about, like self-organizing? It's to like, like give people the license to dream and imagine this Mm -hmm. like the way that like you know like to show people that we have the power to imagine a future that has been obscure like designed to be obscure designed to be only like a class of people in this country can can shape that future right Mm -hmm. so our art is supposed to show that like hey there are many other ways we can imagine this these relationships these um these ways of relating to to um People, power mm. institutions you know like there's this this so we can do this differently I think mm. that's one thing that like I've noticed that um, it's and it's also something that I've maybe not really tried to do but I realized that oh this actually is really what's happening here mm. like by doing this work that maybe doesn't exist or that um, or that um, we think that we are we might be doing one thing but really what we are trying to do is show people that there are other pathways on how to be successful on how to live a rich mm life in, in 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 this world in this yeah. country and and we don't have to center ourselves we can be doing things with community through community mm. and all of us can 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 reap those benefits mm. yeah but coming back to to what you were um asking me about um holy forgot what you totally forgot
0: what you're how have the last three years changed correct <laughs> yes uh, you
1: know it's funny because i i still walk like around sometimes and i forget that like Dang, like uh, yes, I am on like a, uh, I am on the proverbial like blacklist. Mm. I cannot trust everybody I speak to. I got people who love my work. I got people who hate my work. Like sometimes I forget, cause I'm just like, I'm just here. I don't really like walk around like I'm yeah. better or bigger than anybody. Yeah, I'm yeah. just here. I'm regular as fuck. So <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm gonna be where I'm gonna be. You know, like yeah. so, because for me like this, I, I I'm at the end of the day. I don't really think that I'm. I really don't think that I'm better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just because I stand and can rap in front of a mic does not make me more educated, does not make me, like, more mm. uh, trustworthy, does not make me more anything than anyone else. I mean, yeah. I
2: suppose that that's sort of one of the advantages of not getting into the uh, record label type of superstar, build you up, you know, and doll you up kind of uh, life. Um, yeah. But yeah, I actually want to impress you a little bit on something that you talked about just now, right? Yeah. Which is the... Um, Intercultural references that you make, yeah. right? The the use of Tamil, right? So can you take us through maybe some of the references? Okay, not all, but some of the references that you're making that um, English, you know, predominantly English speakers like myself missed out on, right? So right. maybe questions like, what what is Malabar, right? Your right. first your your first track, right? Malabar, what is that, right? What is the title track of uh, uh, what is what is uh, the 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 Tamil track? uh name, what does that mean? Track right. number four on Taboli Rasa, right? Or, or right. what is Basa? Right. right. Yeah. What are these things?
1: Okay, well that's that's
2: that's Basa I feel like I have a I have a guess. Right. Maybe it's Basha. Yeah.
1: Uh Basha is like you know from Sanskrit. and okay. Also like Bahasa. It's mm-hmm. the same root word. It's language. Right? Ah, basha. Okay. Uh, okay. But like so like what language you speak is what you know mm-hmm. basha, you know? Yeah. But uh but it's also like the last syllable of my name, like Subash. Mm. Bash ah so in, like basha if you say like in Tamil it's like is it subash? Uh, Basha, you know? So, it's a play on that. There's a lot of, right. like, maybe I have them. Yeah, see, this is, this is,
2: you know, you would, I, I miss all of this stuff right. just because I, I I don't speak the language. Yeah. Right. Well, what about, um let's say Malabar? Right, What's so Malabar is a place. Right? Okay. Malabar
1: is a place. It also translates, uh, I believe in Sanskrit, to slippery slope. Oh, oh yeah. I was thinking of the, the
2: jewelry store. Uh, yeah, that's also the okay. name of Malabar Jewelers. You'll see
1: in Little India. This is not a sponsored podcast. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, so so it's it's that. But it's also, um, I, the, the the interesting thing is that uh, I watched Alfian's uh, Madeka mm-hmm. And I think, if I'm not wrong, so PJ, I've got to defer to you on this one. Malabar is the name of a ship that was sailed around Singapore uh, that the, I think it is right. the Dutch, yeah, uh, Built with to uh, through the Indian like labor, yeah. and then it was like a strip that the British kind of like stole from the Dutch and then they sailed it around Singapore, like yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's not uh, my my area expertise. Obviously, my area expertise is post World War II Singapore history. But what you say definitely rings a bell. Mm. Um, but I don't think I know much more about right. it. Right. I, I think
1: I, I had a I had a chat with a friend, uh, mm-hmm. Faris uh, Faris Jirami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had yeah a chat he's, with Faris. he's coming I,
0: on the podcast too.
1: So. Right. So we got, like I, I actually remember Facebook messaging Faris about this when we were talking about this. But I'm not gonna pull it up right now. But Bala was also the name of a ship. Yeah. And that's the Mm -hmm. shit that was referenced in uh, Merdeka. Okay. And so the whole song is really was, was uh, like kind of a, in a freestyle. Mm -hmm. Like we did it as a freestyle. The first time like Chris was like, let's just play some drums. Let's do this. Let's play with some noise. And then I just remember Walter Benjamin's essay. Yeah. And I was just like, like really riffing off of that and Mm -hmm. just like going and like talking about how like, you know, the royal regalia will never belong with its people. Mm-hmm. Like who built this place? You know, like it's, it's stuff like that, like about really thinking about history because this album for me was like, like I, it links to the song later, which is a song called DMT, mm-hmm. which is the name of a drug, but also mm-hmm. stands for death means travel and with mm-hmm. Arundita. And, uh, and the first line is like, what is life but a period of consciousness between eternities dichotomous? And I'm always thinking about my mortality and what, why? And mm-hmm. like what has come before, what will be in the future? What do we have to do as long as there's breath in our bodies? Like, I'm always thinking about like these things, and I think like for me, looking at it from a historical like lens or attempting to mm-hmm. like by uh, with with Malabar, and then uh, bringing it to an existential place yeah. in, in DMT, and uh, and the the use of Tamil language is because I I'm i Tamil I'm I'm Tamil Malayali yeah I I, I don't speak Malayalam. I don't, didn't study Tamil in school, but I completely understand Tamil. And, uh, and me, this was a commitment to who I am, to my, my, this is like me speaking to like people who understand Tamil. This is me also. Um, like, so I worked with a a friend Mm. who, to write the lyrics and, and, and and they wanted to be anonymous Mm. in this project. But, um, so like, it is me learning Tamil to be able to put it in a song, to be Mm -hmm. able to rap it in Tamil. And, uh, so it is that, it, it was like, for me, that was like a kind of like growth. I, I don't, mm. I, I really love writing in yeah. Tamil because I, I imagine the words in Tamil. I just don't know how to type them and transliterate them. Mm. Uh, so I just, uh, it's just off the top and I just say things that I believe rhyme. And so I'm the one making everything rhyme and sound <laughs> like, like uh, decent in a song. Yeah. But the message, the messages are actually just stories. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the, in white Colour crimes, it's like the rivers will change colors. It's very beautiful. The rivers will, mm. will change colors and the government will find a way to exploit that. And like you're standing on two feet, but we're not rooted to the ground. And even that feet is a foot that like the government has handicapped. And then they give you a crutch and then they tell you to stand. Like that. It is That, that is the literal translation mm. of a song. Um, I believe one of the tracks you're talking
2: about is Tale <laughs> Elithi. Yes. Which, yeah. 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 Tale means. So this is track four on the second album. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Tali means it's something you hear all the time if you are in a Tamil speaking household when you're mm-hmm. you know, when you're a kid your parents always something goes wrong. Like I heard it all the time. Your parents would just say talia. It's our which is it is written on our foreheads. It is predestined. It is fate. Mm. Right. So, in a way, what I'm trying to do, and I, I say this at the play that I did at the substation, it is that we have to write our talia on our own terms. Mm. Right. We have to write towards liberation, justice, freedom, accountability. Mm -hmm. And we have to write our own futures together because we're always writing together and there's great power in lending penmanships towards Mm. the destinies of each other. Mm. So, Tali Alito is really that all my songs just come from a place of like, uh, just like, either something that is very, very personal that I want to like, Mm. rewrite that narrative uh, for myself to, Mm. to be able to like, have a reference point that is positive, that isn't like something that like, it's bad for my mental health even mm-hmm. um but also it's something that i realized that a lot of people reach out and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> like, yeah i mean like this is something my parents always use w. and it's it's difficult because it's a word that usually in in that moment when you're a child you don't see the the systems at play that causes mm. addiction that causes like like that that inequality and you just think it's like this is our life this is our mm is our
2: fate, Yeah. I mean, now now that now that we're, we're kind of getting into it, you know, I'm realizing that there's a lot of things that, that, that fans or listeners of the album are going to miss out on, on first listen because, mm. I, yeah, I had no idea, right? And the link that you made just now, it's not just any link, right? Malaba and DMT are the, the opening and closing tracks, you know? Mm. Uh, and, and so to, to sort of hear you say that, you know, I'm exploring the same themes, but one of it's from... A historical broader perspective and dmt is a more personal existential yeah it was just quite mind blowing but now it makes me wonder wh- what are some of the things here that that you 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 would like fans or listeners to know about some of the easter eggs that we might have missed because i had no idea about basa i had no idea about malva i had no idea um, about the, the the tamil track that you mentioned so what are some things that you, you'd like fans to sort of pay attention to
1: okay so I think there's some randomness though in this album. Okay. Like Local Bird, a song called Local Bird. It's mm-hmm. really the most random <laughs> like song title ever. And the mm-hmm. sample is like of the So I was really inspired by this uh, Iban artist mm-hmm. uh, called Kolegrasi. Uh, so I had a chance to be at the Georgetown Lit Festival. Mm-hmm. And so um he and so they're from, they from Sarawak. Yeah. And uh he he's part of a, a larger band. And they, he had a book that was translated. Ah, I'm, for, I'm forgetting um, who translated it, but yeah. Um, he said, and, and basically, um, the book is called Tell Me Kanyalang, which is like hornbill. Like, Kanyalang means hornbill. Yeah. And so the, the cover was this, this beautiful hornbill, and there was like beautiful poetry throughout yeah. the whole book. And I was reading this thinking, what man like I remember growing up and seeing this one bird like I love our minas and I love our sparrows but there was this one bird that was like like really caught my attention when I was a kid Mm -hmm. this uh yellow naped oreo these birds, these birds with like, they're yellow birds with like just black breasts. Mm -hmm. And they would, be. I would see them all the time when I was growing up, Clementi. Yeah, And so I was always fascinated because I always try to spot them and Mm -hmm. I always tell my mom, like, mom, look at the bird, but my mom always miss it. So, um, you know, so I I was always like fascinated by these birds. And we, what we did was, I I didn't know what they were called, right? Mm -hmm. I just saw them that they're local birds, uh, they're just from here. (laughs) So... We found the bird. Mm-hmm. We sampled the the, the, the the sound the bird makes, the call mm-hmm. on the song itself. Yeah. And I decided to, like, put the the, the meaning of the album, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, why Tabula and Tabula Rasa, like, kind of just recorded that. So people at least knew, because I think I wanted to be more intentional with this album. Like, I just mm-hmm. let people know why there's this two separate parts. Yeah. You know? But, um... So like that's one thing like that. It's it's really um, yeah. So that that there is some randomness to 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 this. It's not like a, I think maybe we can like kind of draw these narratives that make a lot of sense that make it seem like oh this is mind blowing. But really this is like also um, something that just felt right mm-hmm. and felt like yeah that's this is this is it, this is it, that's, we don't have to rethink this title. This is it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And um, yeah, songs like. I'll, I'll tell you that Utopia, for example, right? Yeah. This is not like a nugget. I think this is like, everybody knows this, but Utopia was like banned. Mm. MHA called the lines of Utopia lies. They put out a statement. Sean mm. went out of his way to call, like to say that this song is a lie. Mm. It was this, and, and, and so this, and, and uh, CNE lied to me also, because they said that they would return the song because they're not releasing it. Yeah, Never happened. They sat down in front of me, looked at my literal face, and they said, yeah, okay, uh, once this like, dies down, we'll, we'll pass you the rights to the song back. No problem. Everything should be fine. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, on the email, sorry, like, we can't do this. Yeah, And they just flat out lie. Mm, and wow. yeah, because that song, we put so much into It's not just me. Me, the band, the producers, all of us, right? So for me, like, Knowing that, I just know that okay, ah, let's re-record really lah. What mm. can they do? They yeah. only have rights to that one recording one. And if they want to come after me, so CNA, if you want to come after me, come do my marketing, <laughs> do it like come. <laughs> I'm like we cannot be scared. If mm. I don't do it right, honestly, I tell you, I'm not trying to like put myself on a pedestal here. But if I don't do it, then what hope does hip hop have in this country? Mm. Like real talk, I'm I'm just saying it's just only because of the nature of the work that I do. Mm-hmm. If I kowtow, out, if I don't, then that's that's really what what were the 18, 16 year old artists say? Mm. They were also like, okay, man, that's it. Fall in line. Yeah. If even him, right? Mm. That's that's how it is. Mm. So, yeah. But in terms of like other nuggets of the album, um, I really think that you will hear um, an exploration of different tones. Okay. So like, yeah, I have like a higher voice that I like to do. I'm mm. trying to sing on this album. And um, I think, let me, I mean, I got to really quickly look at the, the track list because I tell mm. you... Um, yeah, some of these, let me see, right here. Oh, oh, here's something. Okay. Meet the People. Yeah. Check that song out.
2: <laughs> so Meet the People. I don't want to put too much of a spoiler, but what is... I mean. meet, meet the People was, look,
1: Um, I live, I, we, we, we have, we're moving to to, uh, Clemente soon. Yeah. Like, we're living at Toei now, in a, in, a, mm-hmm. in a place that we rent. One day, our MP comes to the house. Yeah. And you know me, I am always recording when I'm speaking to the police, when I'm speaking to MPs, because oh, so it's real,
2: it's All absolutely right. real, Okay, it's All absolutely right. real. Oh.
1: Yeah, so that's a, a excerpt of a recording uh, from from that uh, from that interaction. So uh, I won't spoil it too much, but that was it's just a small excerpt. I uh-huh. didn't because I I had a I didn't have a untoward kind of experience there, mm-hmm. like real talk. Like the the MP was like really respectful and she knew who I was. Yeah, mm. so like. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an excerpt from, a, from my actual recording. And the things that I, we I, I remixed like things that I was telling, uh, mm-hmm. saying back to the MP.
2: Yeah.
1: And I uh, just put that in the song. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean, this song is just like our real life. Lah. There's nothing yeah. more than like life. This all just like ways to remember. If I'm, When I'm dead and gone, I like, pretty will just listen to this album. And like, I, like, I'm so fortunate that I can make music because like, I, yeah, my, my voice, my words, the things I believe in, people can take the baton and run. Mm. like i don't have to be here i think the the the, the work is to be like not immortal uh, to mm. be obsolete the work is to be my physical form should be unnecessary yeah yeah like, that, mm. that's all I, i'm trying to do here mm-hmm. I, that's why there's an urgency to like creating that's why I, I cannot hold on to music because it needs to be out yeah like i cannot hold it i'm not waiting for a release date i'm not waiting for like all oh, the fans i gotta do this i gotta market it. it's out it's mm-hmm. free like this, this stuff here what yeah. we're talking about in 2021 in 2051 it'll be more valuable than it will ever be mm. like today Oh, yeah. I have to and I'll be long dead mm. before that happens but what I know yeah, is
0: that's, that's only 30 years from now <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no no no, no.
1: I, I mean like maybe 100 years or what <laughs> I don't know how long we have
0: right so we just <laughs> right, do our best. Right. Mm. But, but I just think students that students like, should be studying your stuff in schools by then that's I think <laughs> <yeah. you
1: know. laughs> oh, and, and people and many more people should be 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 doing this with, with this art form that we are all like, mm-hmm. we all take from like hip hop yeah. is something, most people like capitalize and mm-hmm. commodify and sell and make profit. It's like today, right? And mm-hmm. like what's happening? And there's an Instagram post going on. Like what's happening with the COVID crisis in India? all these yoga studios owe India money, Mm. owe the people of India money, (laughs) like real talk. And so I think like same, like as artists, what must we be contributing to the art form, Mm. which does not belong to us. Yeah, I think that's that's the same kind of ethos. Mm. But um, yeah, I I really truly believe that like, this is, I'm not the one, like, this needs to be a leaderless movement. I said this in the yeah. last podcast also. Mm-hmm. I am not the one who knows, the one who wants to be at the forefront of anything. No, mm-hmm. I just think that, like, this is, this is my, the truth that I see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will was, was speak that truth. Mm-hmm. And I fear nothing.
2: Yeah,
1: I am ready to go to jail. Nice. I am ready to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm ready to die. Because the, the more I put out my my, my stuff, mm-hmm. the closer I am to that. Yeah. To me being irrelevant and unnecessary. Hmm. So for me, I we need we need a revolution in this country, and I want my music to be a soundtrack to that revolution. Hmm.
2: Wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's powerful, man. So so speaking of 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 taking the baton forward, right yeah. now, is there anybody in Singapore that's doing work similar to what you're doing, right? Um, any up and coming artists that you're looking at, kind of with a hopeful eye? Uh, anything that you, any projects you think we should be a little bit more in tune with right. that inspire you? Yeah, uh, SG Climate Rally. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually,
1: most people that y'all have interviewed in this podcast—that's mm-hmm. why I've been like such a fan of like the work they all do. Um, new narrative itself. So mm-hmm. I would say like the the fundraiser that's coming up. Like, please, if you can, I know you're enjoying this podcast. Like, donate. Like, not mm-hmm. donate. Contribute. Subscribe do like do something if you can like, join as a member join yes, as a member yeah. yeah that's that's what that's what that's 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 so important yeah. we need support i would not be able to create what i create without patreon mm-hmm. without the people who actually buy my album and invest in my work mm-hmm. because there's and 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 it's so powerful because we are voting with our dollars if we're willing to to um like we are, look we're willing to pay so much money for things that like like it's, it, people. this is $20 to access this album mm-hmm. it is $5 to become a member ordinary, narrative if I'm mm-hmm. not wrong yeah. this is like and it's, it's a very small amount of money uh, that, that gets access to so much great work so I think like, the, the people who we have on the podcast SG Climate Rally is doing some really important stuff we've got to shout them out on Labor Day of course we've got to shout SG Climate Rally out mm-hmm. um, uh, Migrant Mutual Aid a team that I'm very fortunate to be a part of mm-hmm. I think is doing really important work but, but I would say to people, do your research. Do mm. your research about people, about organizations uh, before we just blindly or like, you know, just because it's it's popular or convenient, so simple just to sign up. Yeah, A lot of people, a lot of organizations here, like I'm talking about like, uh, It's Raining Raincoats. I'm talking about mm. like a lot of these, even in the migrant space, they're all like government affiliated organizations. Mm. You know, yeah. um, they're all like people who who, who put themselves before like, like um, anything else mm-hmm. yeah so i think what's really important is like um we we need to um it's very obvious lah, just see like whoever the state has had a has had a hit like is on that hit list right <laughs> go support them go follow them because you know they need it yeah that these people will need it there's not there's so, enough places that we can express ourselves there's mm-hmm. not enough places that we can like perform there's not enough places that we can thrive so mm-hmm. support people who the state doesn't like the state like just basically uh has had on that blacklist, yeah. that blacklist, start there. And start there. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, um, well, I mean, you, you'd be familiar with this question, right? Mm. I mean, usually at the end, uh, towards the end of, of our podcast, we like to ask, what's your theory of change, right? But I think today, since we are going to be talking about, since we are talking about your album, right? Uh, I want to ask you sort of, what is the big change, if you could say, what was the one big change that you hope that your album uh, is going to make? Um.
1: Okay. So on, on a, on just maybe on like, Two levels, I see yeah. this. One is that I want art- artists to to like around me, mm-hmm. like, it, it, right? now, Telegram is is really cool. If you follow their updates, right? Mm-hmm. There's actually if you're on channels and like there's so many like uh, like mutual aid like, I would say mm-hmm. initiatives. Like even Grab Hitch. You can go and get on SGH on 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 Telegram and, and, and get a ride. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You there's many ways that you can like engage with uh the use the platform mm-hmm. to reach out directly to people, broadcast channels like so many ways. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say I want I would love to see other artists like try mm-hmm. try even if it's just one single put it out somewhere else like mm-hmm. sell it directly to fans. Put it on a USB. You never know until you try. And then when you try, you realize that even if you sell five copies, you probably make more than what you make in five months mm-hmm. on streaming platforms. Again, so just on that same point of artist, going back to my first album, if a hundred K streams, right? If I made, if I had a hundred K streams of an eight song project over three years. Now, each song is about three minutes. Let's say people mm-hmm. only listen one minute per song. A hundred thousand minutes, mm-hmm. I brought someone to Spotify's platform,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? How how much are they selling that hundred minutes of airtime for, mm. or that listenership for?
2: Mm.
1: Especially when they can take that and knowing my music and my genre, right? It's it's socially conscious rap. Yeah, they can sell this to advertisers. They can sell this to people and say mm. that like, oh, we have this this audience, these people, this this mm. like Singapore independent art. Like you know, you can come in, you can you can put money in Spotify, and and they are selling this to advertisers. Yeah, and they're paying me four hundred dollars for a hundred thousand minutes. Mm for people to get on their platform. We have the power. Yeah. Without no songs there, 100,000 minutes somewhere else, mm. you know? And, and and I, so I just think that I want artists to see that this is like one very exploitative machine. We can't say rage against the machine and fuck the system. It would mm-hmm. be on Spotify. But again, I also think that it's really important to say that and say that if you want the blueprint or if you want to talk through an idea, hit me up. I'm mm. always ready to like chat, to share, to tell you numbers, like to, this is like, this is not mine. This is like all of us. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't, I can't say numbers if if people didn't like buy the album and support my work. Yeah. Right. So on that level, I really wish artists can think about independence, about ownership, about Um. like doing, doing and trying for themselves because when you try for yourselves, you realize how many people actually are ready to support Mm -hmm. and ready to invest in and and put money where, in what they believe and and, and in people trying. Mm -hmm. And on a larger like societal scale, honestly, um, I'm writing I think I want people who are engaged in 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 some kind of like forms of resistance on their own
2: mm-hmm.
1: to laugh to enjoy this album mm-hmm. to really look and like laugh and like say like you know to 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 not just the the high points of like you know like or like the obvious ones like when I say Josephine Theo violin I love her which is like I don't really want to say anything about her because nothing good will come out of my mouth so I just mm-hmm. end and I drop the mic <laughs> so that's like it's not just that it's also the the uh, just knowing that like things that we see on our everyday mm-hmm. are in songs, knowing that like, we can tell, like, you know, we can, we can make things, like we can give those rhymes back to people and, and mm-hmm. say like, you know, um, like recently, I, I know I called out Raining Raincoats, but then like, you know, it's like they, they had this Singapore Rediscovers voucher idea, right? Mm-hmm. So and there's a line that goes, it's, it's Raining Raincoats is a corporate cover. What, what part of Singapore do migrants need to rediscover? Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like those things I want people like those punchlines. Mm-hmm. I I really wish people who who can see this can laugh at it because when we can laugh at it, we can disempower it, mm-hmm. and then we can we can we can like say more and yeah. we can add to that. So I think I would like people to laugh at certain points in this album. I would mm-hmm. like people to uh to just um know that there is great strength with vulnerability, mm-hmm. like especially a song like feelings where at the substation at the place it was me holding uh not a real urn but like and 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 wearing the traditional garb and mm. uh and just thinking back about like how I felt carrying a person in a pot is a different kind of pain. Mm. Yeah. When it's when his it remains are in the ocean it's a different kind of rain. Mm. Like saying like going through just like, like make I guess for space to like for a cis mm. man to be saying something like that and for a brown man yeah. to be saying something like that um, I, I think it 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 allows people to relate, and I want mm-hmm. I, I hope people can relate and also like have space to tell their own stories or to speak about how they felt mm-hmm. when they were having a very similar experience. So yeah. it'll be it'll be nice if people can relate to that, but also to take this music and um, and 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 be and be ready to to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. And be ready to not just like to to do all to sign petitions, send emails, all of those things, mm-hmm. but be ready to be on the streets. Yeah, be ready to. I don't believe in in like uh, that that you can vote for change. Not in this country. No, I don't believe like like you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe that. So I think it's important in this every six years. Yeah, do the right thing and do vote vote accordingly. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, engage, 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 engage. Don't let them let up. Don't let them let up. Like, no, it's not okay. Like, every day is an opportunity that we can come together. We can demand for something. There is no. It's unconscionable that migrant workers are being transported, mm-hmm. like in 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 lorries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and we can change that, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many people doing important work, but we can only change that if we if we collectively mm-hmm. make that much noise. Yeah. I was talking to, and this is this is really true. I was talking to a friend who is a migrant worker. Last night, Mm. and he said that Bangladesh is one of the richest countries in the world. Mm. Look at their natural resources. Mm. They were rich before before this, and they will be rich forever. Mm. And it's true. But if Singapore, people stop working for three weeks, the whole country will don't know what to do. Mm. In Bangladesh, he was telling me, in Bangladesh, you can fish. Mm. In Bangladesh, you can feed a family. You can do all that, and you can just live off the land. In Singapore, if people couldn't work for three weeks, the whole system would turn on its head. Mm. Like they would not know what to do yeah. because Singapore Singapore is so codependent on like exploiting labor at every turn, mm-hmm. right? Singapore don't know how to fend for themselves. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So it takes three weeks for unplug to the system that we can have the whole thing turn on its head. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what his theory was. Mm-hmm. And so I say yes. Mm-hmm. I say unplug as much as you can, mm-hmm. keep doing this on your own mm-hmm. and uh, keep supporting and building those friendships keep a burner phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and also, and, and, yeah. and importantly, it is to, um, to be ready to lose, put some skin in the game. For me, solidarity mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. Skin in the game, ready to lose something. Mm. And I am, and I'm not saying everybody should be, but I'm just saying that like, we need to be thinking about what we're ready to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I really want to amplify this point because people come up to me, you know, and they say, PJ, I'm angry and frustrated. I want change. What can I do? Mm. And, very often people, I think they're, they're looking for someone else to come in and create that change for them, someone they can follow. Mm. But the point I always make to people is you know, that if you want change, you have to take part in it yourself. Democracy mm. is not voting in some new saviour every four or five years. Yeah. Mm. Democracy is participation. Mm. Democracy is collective action. Mm. And if you want change, you have to work for it because you can't expect anyone else to do it for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wanna, you know, I totally agree and amplify your point. Mm. And, you know, why I created new narrative was to create a pathway for people to Mm. inform themselves through our stories, to empower themselves through our democracy classrooms and then Mm. to take action, right? So I I think we're we're going about the the same thing, but of course from very different uh, angles. But we have the same core belief that mm. together we don't realize the strength that we have. You Great. know, three weeks, right? The, the all of the the country we brought to their knees if we stop for three weeks. The kind of power that we have collectively, yeah. and yet we allow this small group of men. In wearing white to somehow scare the heck out of us right. and 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 you know control our lives.
1: They they can't arrest all of us. They can't throw all of us in jail. Like this, mm. this is like this is about human rights in this country. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm completely with you. I think that's that's really what uh, that's really what I want to inspire people mm. to act because again, raising awareness. Oh, we 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 have been doing that. Yeah. Like if you don't know the issues by now, then like just Google is your friend. Mm. But. Um, through action, like we can also raise awareness. Through demanding for for this, to standing up and voicing up that, that we we raise awareness automatically. So I think that's really like praxis. We must center the world around practice. That's my issue with so many, so many people in the in the art scene even mm-hmm. who are very good at like talking about like the issues or like aligning themselves when it's easy and convenient and popular, mm-hmm. like like you saw with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. India? What mm-hmm. about India? Mm-hmm. Who's talking about that? You know, or like who's talking about what's happening in Myanmar? Yeah. yeah. Right. So and and I think that's where when it's when it's lonely when nobody else is saying something like can where where are your morals and politics and 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 can you say something mm. like fuck fuck a sponsor. Yeah. You know? So I think that's that's something also love. But I think one like overall mm-hmm. at the end of the day I know that um like look, I don't make music to be mm-hmm. to be famous. I don't in um I tell you why I make music. I make music because I, I have a lot to say and i I grapple with my own mortality a lot mm-hmm. and I know that this is all temporary and I just want to make sure that everything that i I have to share with the world I can share mm-hmm. through when as long as I'm healthy I just keep doing like what I can physically mm-hmm. then as long as I have a voice and I can think and like my, my mental capacities and faculties are there I I, I I create yeah and then after that it's not it's it's, it's done mm-hmm. like after that I, I just want to like i I, I want to disappear i don't want to be around mm. in fact i this is my last album i'm going to drop in this country i mm. don't want to make another album in singapore what else do i have to say
2: mm. like what mm. else is
1: there to say i really tell, there's everything is here everything is in my first album and here i don't have anything else i want to say mm. like maybe today like i might feel this way but but i think that now it's it's beyond like um making albums anymore mm. like now i think it's more important is like can i be a part of creating a rap union a mm-hmm. union for hip-hop artists yeah. so that they know that they're always safe. It is not, we're too small in Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. For one artist to drop at like wherever, Al Juni or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for us to not, all of us collectively support them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially if they're independent artists and they're speaking just their truth. If they're rapping in Malay, Tamil, dialects, that's what we and actually uh, another friend told me recently dialects are not dialects they're languages
0: yes Mm -hmm. they're
1: they're, they're not they're made they're they're kind of like marginalized into dialects these are all languages so whatever language of of, of whatever is the mother tongue speaking in mother tongue is and rapping in mother tongue and making music less support Mm -hmm. we're far too small to be saying like oh you know uh no, that's whack, this is not. Like for me, what's only whack is you align yourself with this state and power. That's whack. Mm-hmm. Never don't sit in front of me, don't talk to me. I am focused on like like voices of who are doing this on our own, who are speaking truth to power. Mm-hmm. So for me it is like we need to come together because there's no way a six today I'm I'm 29 like this year I just turned 29. There's no way a sixteen-year-old rapper should go through what I went through. Mm. You know, which is like no where do we live? no money for, for, for rent, being chased out of here and there, mm. parent in prison. Like what, like we need, like there's no way that someone should feel lonely. Yeah. Mm. But we have to have a union where we can like come together and support each other. If your mom or your parent or if you're going through a health situation, mm. we have money. We will find a way to get money to support you. So mm. if, 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 if someone needs help, like we need to be able to like voice that out mm. and support each other because we're stronger together. This is like our money is not, Hours, my money is not mine. Yeah. What I make from this album, like it, it is to pay artists. It is to pay for a down payment for a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also, it's not mine. It is, it is people invest in me, so I can keep investing back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like when we invest in each other, when you invest in artists, right? right that money doesn't go to some bank account in Europe. Yeah. That money gets circulated within our communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after this album, I'm, I'm like on a rant. But after this album, <laughs> after this album, I wanna, I wanna work to create a map of like Brown owned businesses in Singapore, mm. family owned businesses in Singapore. We need to support each other. Yeah. We need to know first then we can support, yeah. create those systems and, and the system should, to, should run on its own and, and, and just do it the right way and do as much as we can. That's, mm. that's how I believe in. Mm. Yeah.
2: All right. I think that's, uh, that's about all the questions that I want to ask <laughs> on my end. So, but before, before we end this, right, for yeah. all the viewers listening who want to get their hands on the album, how can they do it? Um, Okay, so you can go onto my
1: Instagram page. Um, um, So it's at Subash Music. So if I meet you in person, like, like, thank you. If I meet you in person, then I'll pass you one of these scratch cards because Tabula Rasa is also about erasure, right? So like it's to scratch this off with your $1 coin, which is also symbolic in some Mm -hmm. way. And then you can follow the instructions in the back. But um,
0: what we'll do is we'll put a link in the show notes. So anyone listening to this or watching on YouTube, Mm -hmm. you can just scroll down and the link will be right there. So just click on it. Uh, maybe I don't know if we can uh, on the webpage. We'll embed the QR code as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure it out. But yeah. um, you know. You can. I'm sure we'll will be able to put it in the show notes.
1: Perfect. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I really appreciate y'all having me. This is like so fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. I mean, it was a it was a really really interesting album, and I felt like you know it, it, it wouldn't do the album justice if we didn't talk about it, we didn't unpack it a little bit because right. there's so many ideas, there's so many references, um, there's so many puns and punchlines in between, uh, in between the lines. So yeah, it just felt like you know we really had to do this. It's a Very very dense, very complex album, and very different as well. A telegram album, really like never seen before uh, concept, right? So yeah, we really just had to talk about this. So thank you so much for coming down to talk to us. Um, really, really fascinating project. Uh, I want to see how it develops. And I want more people to hear about it so I can talk about it. My, my God. Like a, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there's, there's the, the tracks that I want to talk about. There, there, there are things that, um, there are lines in there that I think are really interesting. And there's some production stuff as well that I think is really interesting. So please go and listen to the album. I need people to talk about it with. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> thank I, you. And also uh, uh,
1: a quick plug. So I will be performing... Uh, as part of the the fundraiser that Peter talked about, so you yes. want to you want to shout that out
0: a little bit? Yes. So new narrative, an online festival as part of our fundraiser, and details. Uh, actually, by the time this uh, podcast comes out, details should be uh, available on our website. Mm-hmm. So please do check it out. And Subash will be part of that. So yeah, mm-hmm. links uh, the links below as well. Thank you. And uh, so I want to thank uh, Subash for coming back on the show. Fantastic! I just love having you on. Love talking to you. You are so. You know there's, there's so much depth to you right to explore and investigate it's, it's just wonderful and of course, thanks as always to Sean, co-host. Uh, great questions. Uh, thank you to you, our listener, to the people on Discord, our members on Discord. And also thank you to you, the secondary school student listening to this in 2051, who is listening to this because Subash's music is now part of the official curriculum of Singaporean literature and who is trying to study for it for your end-of-year exams, your O-levels, right? And you're trying to understand the intent of the author and it's all right here. Mm. You know, uh, thank you to you for 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 listening yeah. to this as if well. If
2: Kendrick Lamar can win a Pulitzer, right? Why yeah. not Subas? <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah.
0: Right. And okay. and happy Ramadan
2: month, everybody uh, who who is, uh, is
1: observing oh, yeah. Ramadan. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> thank you very much, everyone, and see you next week. Bye.